Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing getting your partner involved in your homeschooling. But before we get into that, Melody, what's been going on in your neck of the woods? Well, we've just had a huge ice storm, and I'm actually having connection issues. So if I disappear, that's why every now and then there's a big crash (laughs) and ice comes flying down from some branches somewhere, but we're fine, except that my connection is really bad. And then before the ice storm, I, last time I mentioned I had joined a, a whip wrap up with SEK Handmade, like finishing up projects. And I was yes. able to finish up about six projects. And of course, I started about wow. five more. But <laughs> it was really great to like get some things moving on, things that just needed a couple of finishing up. It feels so good to finish things. Yeah. So those were little ways that um, I felt like January was a good time to just do some little fun things after all of the busyness of December. Mm-hmm. and before the rest of the school year gets going at full throttle again. So that's what's been on here. We've been hunkered down, staying warm, watching the ice. And how about y'all, Jennifer? Did y'all have? <laughs> same out here. Yeah, we've same. Been <laughs> dealing with the same ice storm. So we've kind of been in the house for the last three three days. Yeah, uh, we're ready to get out of the house. <laughs> but before this week, I actually went on a trip with just, oh, so just moms. And that's the first time I've ever, I think, ever been on a vacation without kids. So it's only, you know, 26 years, but, (laughs) but you can do it. Uh, It was amazing. It was such a, we went to Cabo. My friends happens to have a place there. So it was a nice, convenient place to go. And it was just amazing. And I loved it. And it was such a nice break. And we, we had all these plans of like, we were going to party it up and you know have a great time. But we ended up really just sitting around a lot in a nice way. Like it was all three of us decided that's obviously what we needed. Uh, we did a lot of fun things too. And I saw whales in the ocean for the very first time. And I was oh. very excited about that. Are your friends both homeschoolers as well? They are. Yes. They're both homeschool moms too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we up and left all our kids for a week um, and they survived <laughs> and the husbands survived it all went well awesome oh, i'm gonna so try to angle a, a trip with you know i'm like hey how can i get in on that action I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what have fun. you been up to holly you know we of course we're all in central texas so we've all been experiencing the ice yep. my front porch was a skating rink so that was super <laughs> fun thankfully it's really small so i just scooched across the porch grabbed the railing and got down to some non-icy ground and i had a bag of sand in the yard from christmas decorations i propped up some decorations with the bag of sand so i spread that across the porch and it's all been smooth sailing and then you know i keep saying i don't want to be a crazy cat lady but i think i'm i think i'm going <laughs> to stop saying that i we think that, shirt. <laughs> no no but i think what it is you know crazy cat ladies are like people who are hoarding cats in their house. True, yeah. Like they can't stop themselves. But my daughter said, you know, I think you really care about those cats. And I do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them suffering. So one cat, I've been working with a rescue. She's pregnant and I'm afraid she'll have kittens somewhere where we can't get them and then there'll be more cats. Mm-hmm. So um, because of the ice storm, it's put a kink in the plan. And so, uh, but they're going to take her. 
and keep her while she has her kittens and find the kittens' homes. And I don't know if they'll want to send her back after she gets fixed or what will happen. So she's got a situation that should be good. And hopefully, um, as soon as power comes on in all the parts of Texas that have been affected, Mm -hmm. I'll get the kitten to her. And then uh, working with the preventa litter people in a nearby town to get some of these other unowned aka community cats um Mm -hmm. stayed next week and people have donated some money to me to help me because you have to pay for rabies shots and you don't have to pay for the other you don't have to have the other shots but it would be better to keep them healthier if they had some Mm -hmm. other shots so people have donated which is really sweet that's great yeah so little by little all these little kitties are going to get fixed so they can live happy lives without increasing the cat population Before we get to our topic, I wanted to bring something up. I heard that Spotify is going to be introducing ratings. That's so great. If you guys want to support our podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. High ratings and positive reviews will help new people find our show that might not have found us otherwise. We love helping homeschoolers. So the more people that can find us, the better. And ratings will help that to happen. And we really appreciate all of you who have been supporting us and listening. When you start homeschooling, you don't start homeschooling in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, homeschooling is basically a team sport. Your team might be right. your spouse or your partner or your best friend who's homeschooling or somebody else. But it's important that you aren't doing this alone, that you have right. a partner. So let's talk a little bit about homeschooling being a partnership. What has it uh, been like in your experience, Jen? It was a team effort from the very, very beginning. It was definitely a partnership with my husband from the beginning because just the decision to homeschool itself was something that we talked about together for a long time and, you know, weighed our options on what would work best for our family and how we could do it as a family and how it would affect our everyday life. And so just the decision itself is a huge team decision. And it started Mm -hmm. off from that. And I think for anyone starting off, it is a a group decision, even if, like you said, like if you're a single parent, it's still a a team decision with your family as well. But if you don't have a spouse at home with you, you're going to need some support from other people, too. So, you know, that could be your parents, your friends, like you said. It's really good to start off with a team from the very beginning. Yeah. And I was just going to say that I remember when I was thinking about homeschooling before I talked to my husband about it. I did know some people who homeschooled, Mm -hmm. so they were kind of like the pre-team, you know, prep or something like they, I had questions and they gave me answers so that when I wanted to talk to my husband about it, I had information because he had no experience with it at all. Melody, what did it look like for you? Very similar. I had been teaching in the classroom. And so there are some things about the classroom model that don't work really great for everyone. And I had concerns about some of the things that are being taught or the way that they were being taught or just the fact that it takes so long to get anything done in a classroom. And I was teaching kindergarten. So these small children are inside for hours upon hours. And I would come home and tell my husband, there's got to be a better way to Mm -hmm. educate children, you know, whenever ours come along. And one of our neighbors was homeschooling her oldest son at that time. And we were friends and got to chatting. And so we just kind of like talked about it. So we talked about it for quite a while before we actually decided to homeschool. But she connected us to the homeschool education, you know, community in our Mm -hmm. area, which at that time was like Austin wide, and we would meet kind of far for us to drive. Anyway, we started to go and they would have information meetings. And we just started doing some research because it was kind of a new idea. 
And from that, we began to make a decision. So we decided before our son was five that that's what we were going to do. And then we had a couple of years to decide how we wanted to go about it. So it was a team decision from the beginning. And we talked about goals and like, why did we want to do this? And it also did give our family a little bit of time to come around to the idea Mm -hmm. and because I was a classroom teacher, they figured I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so they still had concerns because everybody wants to know, yeah. like, what about socialization? Are your children going to grow up and be weird? And it's like, well, if they are, it's because we're weird, but not because it's not as well. I was like, so it just took a while, but we did. We figured out what we wanted to do and had time to think about it. But I know a lot of people who need to just jump in right away where they're confronted with some situation mm-hmm. where it's so unhealthy for their child, they need to to pull them home and they don't have a lot of time to gather support. So I feel like that was a real blessing mm-hmm. that we had time to figure out what we wanted to do and we knew why we were doing it. Yeah, I think, you know, we hear the word find your tribe a lot, but when it comes to homeschooling, you know, that's those are your partners. Your tribe mm-hmm. hopefully starts if you have a, a spouse or uh, or a partner, you know, it should start there. Um it's not like you would come home and just tell your husband or your wife, oh, I'm going to homeschool. Deal with it. Like, that's right. not going to be. That's <laughs> Rude, a yeah. It's a life decision. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, a family it a lifestyle. For sure. So my husband, when I brought it up to him, I kept agonizing because my second child was a little boy who never sat down. And my first child was in public school. And I kept seeing the little boys getting in trouble. And I thought, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to get in trouble a lot. He's going to think he's a bad person. <laughs> so I just. It just yeah. hurt my heart to think that could happen. And finally, I guess my husband, you know, was tired of hearing about it. And he said, let's just try it for one mm-hmm. year. And that was in 1993. And here we are 30 years later, yeah. still homeschooling. So um, he's been a great partner as far as that goes. He doesn't do a lot of the teaching. And that's important once you get your partners involved, figuring out how that is going to look and what works for them the and what works are. for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The division of labor. One person can't do all of it, obviously. What advice do y'all have for that? Well, I I think typically, I mean, we're very mom-centered here because there's three of us who are homeschool moms. And the homeschool community is widespread to be pretty mom-centered. Typically, traditionally, what you see is the moms are doing the teaching full-time because the partner, the dad, the spouse is out working, you know, to make money to support the family so that the wife can be home teaching the kids. But that's just one way it looks. It can look many, many other ways. But for the most part, you're going to have to have somebody who's you know, earning an income while you're homeschooling your kids. So it's, it is important as a team to decide how that will look or if you're going to be dividing that up in both ways or if you're both working outside the home and what amount of time each person can put into the homeschooling. But we are going to see in most cases, there's one person who's primarily in charge of the actual schooling at home. That's true. Yeah, and it can look in many different ways. I have one yeah. friend for who, like the mother works full time and the father has a business. Mm-hmm. He's an entrepreneur and she'll do most of the planning and he'll facilitate it. Yeah. And so they've, they figured out a way that works for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, that worked for them for a super long time. I think at some point they decided when their child was older to make use of outside classes and things like that. But like you said, you've got to have some income coming in from somewhere. Right. And sometimes it's a family business. And so everybody's working together mm-hmm. in a family business. There are a lot of different ways. People are really creative. If you want to make mm-hmm. it work, people find a way. 
when we first got started, my husband worked full time and I was home with the children. And I um, I used to tell people he was busy supporting the school lunch program. And, you know, it's a joke about how much homeschool kids like to eat all day long. I saw that a friend of mine um, whose kids have been home from school for like three or four days now because of the ice storm saying, oh, my gosh, these kids need to go back to school. They want to eat all the time. So obviously you need a lot of you need to support all that eating that homeschool kids do. And so my husband worked full time. when We start out. But now my husband has had some issues and he can't work really. Mm-hmm. He has a very uh, limited mobility and a small part-time job. So I am basically homeschooling and um, I'm the income provider. But my husband is supportive in that, um, you know, he can't do those things, but he does other things. He obviously is in favor of homeschooling. He hasn't pressured me to put my child into school. Mm-hmm. And he does things when he's out on an errand for me. So I don't have to take that time to go out of the house and I have more time for school and work. Um, so it yeah. doesn't have to be academics that they're helping you, right. with, but supporting you in your homeschooling. Yeah. Also, I think your point about that roles can change, your partnership can change over time for different roles. And that that's important that you need to always be like checking in and like if somebody needs to do something different, your roles can change within that partnership. Yeah, that's true, because we we don't homeschool in a static way, you know. Our kids right. change, our family changes and income changes or health changes. So that's going to make mm-hmm. things switch up and you just kind of keep that mm-hmm. line of communication open. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about division of labor that one person is usually going to be doing the homeschooling while the other person is working, but that person is still your support. So right. how do we get support we need from the person who's out earning the wages or um, not otherwise doing the educating. How does that look for you, Jen? Well, for me, we're partners. My husband and I are partners. There, there are children together. And so he's my biggest sounding board. If I need an opinion on, you know, if one of my kids is having a difficulty, whether it's academic or socially or whatever it is, he's the first person. I go to him, we talk, we discuss it because he knows the kids the same way I do. Mm-hmm even though he's not doing the homeschooling. So being a sounding board, sharing opinions, getting his opinion on things is the biggest help that he gives me. But he also lets me, you know, gives me a break when I need a break too. So that's huge because, you know, as you know, homeschooling is an all day long, everyday thing. And sometimes we just need a minute to ourselves and he's very good at that. Yeah, my husband, when we were early on in the homeschooling and I was having some frustrations, I would say, I just want to tell you something and I don't really want any advice. Mm-hmm. I just need to get this out. And so he learned, sometimes he'd say, is this something I'm just listening to or is this a problem you want me to help you to solve? Yeah. Uh, so right. getting clear communication is really, really important mm-hmm. um, because sometimes we just want to be heard, yes. you know? And validated, like, yeah, that was really annoying that so-and-so dumped the whole can of cleanser down the toilet while you were, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't need advice about that. I already know I should have been watching him closely or the can should have been somewhere else. I just need somebody to go like, yeah, that really stunk. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But other times he would be really great at making sure I could go to a mom's night out. He wasn't always really great at making sure the kids were in bed when I got home. Let's go give you the break you needed. <laughs> right, right. So we had to talk about that. Like, if I get to go out, I don't want to come back and have to deal with all that nighttime <laughs> stuff too. Can you make sure they're in bed? Um, you know, again, communication, but just telling your partner what you need 
yeah it's really really helpful because they're not necessarily going to know by osmosis like my husband came home from work and he was depleted you know so he didn't come home from work like all right i'm ready for my second shift he came home Mm -hmm. from work tired and he wanted something to eat Mm-hmm. You know, and I had already done my work that day, right? Home educating mm-hmm. and keeping the kids from, from killing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we were both tired at the end of that day, but we both needed support. So mm-hmm. being clear about what you need and understanding, um, maybe they can't give that to you right then. Maybe they can come right. home in an hour. They can give you something. Or maybe they pick up stuff on the way home. My husband was really great. The first year we homeschooled, I also was pregnant. It was not a planning thing. It was just like, a, oh, well, let's just do all the fun stuff at one time. <laughs> and I had terrible morning sickness to the point where I could not really cook food, like the smell of it. And he would bring home food all the time so that the kids could have a meal. And that was huge i don't think we would have kept yeah. if you know he hadn't have been able to um to do that so there's lots of ways that your spouse can support you um but you just have to tell them because they're not going to know necessarily right. what about y'all what recommendations do you have for people to um help their spouse be able to support them well what you said about communication just figuring out what is going to be the most helpful it's like sometimes um if dad comes home at the end of the day like my husband too he had an hour-long commute and he was tired when he got home. But he was ready to, like you mentioned earlier, admire the kids' work or just ask him what we had learned today. And sometimes he got home, you know, after we'd had to go ahead and have supper. He was great at picking up the bedtime routine because by that time he'd had a chance to eat and catch his breath Mm -hmm. and he wanted to spend some time with the kids. Those are his kids too. And so they would, you know, he would like read him a story or tell stories. He is the best storyteller, telling stories about what he did when he was little and just all kinds of things or just stories like he's well read in history and science and he's just full of interesting information and so he would tell them stories and usually if I had a baby to tend to about that time of the night and so Mm -hmm. we just would tag team whoever whatever needed doing but that little break of him taking over the bedtime routine was good for him and the kids because they got to sit down and talk together and it gave me a little bit of a break at the end of the day just figuring out what it is that you need so that they know what's going to help you like it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that you want them to come home and take over what you're doing right you're working together and like what needs to be done and and pitching and help and then there were times like you said too going out with the moms it allowed me to volunteer and teach smoothing the way because he would be able to be home in the evening with the kids while I was gone. And, you know, sometimes it meant I'd come home and they would be just getting started with the bedtime routine. (laughs) (laughs) I would be sound asleep, but no, but it's okay. We'd just be flexible that way because we're Mm -hmm. working together to raise our kids and um, create this family lifestyle that we had. So I think the bottom line might be communication and figuring out together. And then like we said earlier, it's a team sport. You figure out what's his strength and what can he do and what would he like to do and what is he able to do at the time that he has. Because when your other when one of the partners is working long hours, they're just contributing in a different way, but there's mm-hmm. still it's a huge contribution. Yeah. It has been one of the things he was able to do. Um, we were fortunate because he was usually a manager in a retail place where he had more latitude to, you know, take a phone call. So one of the things that was really helpful to me is if I was having difficulty with one of the children, someone was being particularly obstreperous, I could always have them call my husband and talk mm-hmm. to him during the day. And it was always really funny to be on the other end of the call, like hearing the <laughs> kid go, 
can I talk to can I talk to Mr. Urbach or whatever? Then and they dad would get on the phone, and all of a sudden, my oldest son's posture would get really tall, and he'd say, "Yes, yes, sir." My husband would say, "Why are you calling?" I wasn't being, I wasn't doing what mom said. And then, yes, sir, yes, sir. And then I'd get on the phone, and my husband would say, "Well, I told him, you know, I expect him to be polite to you." And as my kids got older, my husband charged the older children with helping to give an example to the younger children, so、mm-hmm. that if my middle son wasn't acting very politely or he's being disrespectful, my older son would be my ally because he'd been、mm-hmm. taught by his dad to say, "You know, you need to behave and listen to mom. That's rude or whatever." So even though he wasn't at home during the homeschooling. He had a presence in our homeschool.、Mm-hmm. It's important to get that all hashed out and be a united front, you know,、Absolutely. so the kids the kids can't play one person off on another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. My husband was really good at saying, "Well, what did your mom say?" <laughs> yeah. What did mom say? Yeah, that's really important because otherwise, if the kids discover a chink in the armor, you're going to really have a lot of troubles. <laughs> one of the things that And I struggled with this because I'm very particular. Is that when you're getting help from your partner, they get to do it in their way. Absolutely,、um, that's important.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I would leave home when I was working a part-time job in the morning, and I would say the kids should only do like every other problem. And my husband's kind of OCD, so that didn't work for him. But it also didn't work for the kids. So I just had a private talk with them and said, you know, like maybe. I just won't leave that work for them to do,、um, <laughs> right? You know, but he would he would fill their time with other things, and he would take them places with him. Sometimes he'd take them to work sometimes, so that I had one or two less kids on a certain day. So he was able to do some things with the kids and for the kids that weren't necessarily academic, but they were definitely supporting me as the home educator. Yeah. Happy homeschoolers! Let's talk about our sponsor, Transcript Maker, the app that allows you to create a professional high school transcript right from your home. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you probably feel like you know about Transcript Maker. But if you haven't tried it yet, let me tell you why I love Transcript Maker. I recently just graduated my seventh child, and every single one of them for graduation, I've used Transcript Maker. So it's a long time I've been using it now. And one of my very favorite things about it, as a parent with eight kids, is that you can set it up and use it for multiple students at one time on one account without any extra fees. And that's been really, really helpful for me. Over the years, along the same lines, you can also pay for it for just one month if you just want to go in there and make transcripts, and it'll still save your transcripts for you. Or you can sign up longer if you have multiple students that'll be working through multiple time periods. And it's just been so useful to me. I've made transcripts on it for every type of student. I've had students that have gone into community colleges, and I've used Transcript Maker for their transcripts successfully. And I've had a student that went into a honors program at a university. University and a pre-med program, and we use Transcript Maker for her all of her applications as well. And it's just been so easy to use. So if you haven't given Transcript Maker a try yet, you should give it a try. I think you're really gonna love it. And just for our listeners of our podcast, you can save 20% off your subscription with our exclusive coupon code Happy. That's H A P P Y in all caps. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today and fall in love for yourself. Transcript Maker, simply better transcript. Welcome back to the podcast. In the first half, we talked about the fact that homeschooling is a team sport, and you need to get your partner involved with your homeschooling. And now we're going to talk about how that looked for each of us. So, Melody, what did it look like in your homeschool? How was your husband involved? 
Well, he was involved in all the big decisions about curriculum to, to a degree, because in the beginning, it's like, you just decide what you want to do. I'm all for it. Whatever will work, because he felt like I was in the trenches, so to speak. And then because of my background, I kind of knew what I thought would work the best. But he would always be there for a sounding board and for input on if I wanted to run something by him. Did he think this would work or did he have ideas? Because he's got great ideas. And so I would say most of the all the decisions, we collaborated on those. But then when it came to the actual carrying out of the homeschooling portion of the day, I was the one that was home. And so I was doing it. And then his support was, like we have mentioned before, he made it possible for us to do it because he was hardworking and he would you know, make it possible for us to have this great adventure. So kind of like what you have said before, we had a very similar experience. How about you, Jen? Well, my husband was just as excited about homeschooling as I was even from the beginning. And he wanted, he really wanted to be involved in teaching, even though he was outside of the home, you know, working full time. So when my kids were younger, we looked at like, well, what would he really, you know, want to teach? What would he have fun teaching? And he decided he really loved doing science with them. So we had, when our kids were younger, for many years, we had science Sundays where it was time with dad and he would do science experiments with them. So he was actively involved in some way in the actual academic part of learning. As you guys know, we're also mostly unschooling at our house. So for us, life in general is school. Uh, and he was involved mm-hmm. in every way in that, of course. But as far as academically, he also was, you know, reading the books when he was home in the evening. He's our math tutor. I'm not a big math person. So whenever they were having issues with math, that was where they would go. You know, he'd watch documentaries with the kids. We do a lot of game schooling and he loves games and he's a big D&D fan. So he ran D&D groups for the kids and did a lot of gaming both board games and video games. And all of that for us was part of our homeschooling. So he was incredibly involved even in the academic part of it. As the kids got older, I think it's been harder for him to be involved because, you know, as they become, especially teenagers, they're all kind of going off in their own directions. So they don't have as much time for him, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's harder to fit into his limited schedule now. But he still definitely makes efforts on that. And they still reach out to him because they've been used to him being there and doing those things for him. That's what. Wonderful. My husband, he wasn't really into the academics per se, although he has a deep interest in history and he would always talk to the kids about different historical things. But one of the things he did that really helped us a lot is he was interested in computers. When he was in high school, he took a computer course. And so it's really funny because I had no experience with computers. But when I met him, he had, um, this is going to make us really old, but he had a Commodore VIC-20 computer. (laughs) And he would play games on it. And I just thought that was really weird and kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, So shortly after we began homeschooling, he had become friends with a guy who uh, was a compulsive upgrader. And he helped us get our first computer. We were on the internet really, really early, like 1990, when it was just news groups. And there were no graphics at all. And so from (laughs) a very early age, my kids had access to a computer. And my husband, he was so sweet. He would spend time, uh, he found some different computer programs, and he would install them. Once Windows 3.1 came out, it was like, the sky parted, you know, the clouds parted, the sunshine. (laughs) Everybody was happy. But we had a lot of different programs that the kids could use. And one of them was really fun where they could send emails to each other and to us. 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called. It was really long ago. But anyway, he was really good at supporting the technology and encouraging the kids to use the technology. He was the person who taught them to play video games. And um, we had every video game system because he worked for video game stores like um, Hollywood Video and Blockbuster. And they they used to rent. This is so so old you guys they used to rent video cameras so he would bring home video mm-hmm. cameras and we we could take videos of our kids so he provided a lot of the tech element yeah and that's then, great yeah and then um yeah. he got the kids out of the house uh he liked mm-hmm. to play disc golf so he would take one or two of the kids sometimes we'd all go together on this day off we took Wednesdays off because that was his day off and we did stuff with dad so we would Mm -hmm. find things to go do Uh, maybe we'd go play mini golf or we'd go to disc golf or we'd just go to the park and do stuff like that so he he provided some of the PE and the tech elements to our homeschooling. And he was always, like I said, he was available to take a kid or two to work with him. So that was really fun. They sometimes took schoolwork with them. And sometimes, you know, they just, they learned how to work. They shelved videos and they talked to customers and they got, you know, a little peek into what dad was doing all day, why dad couldn't be home because he was Mm -hmm. busy. And another thing that he did that was really, really helpful. At the time when we first moved to the house where we are now, he worked 30 miles away and we had one car as so many homeschool families do, right? Mm -hmm. One car. And so um, he would Mm -hmm. call before he left work to find out, you know, do you need something? Yeah. And he was, you know, at the end of the day, he probably just wanted to come home and he had a commute, but he would go shopping and he would get big stuff. Like we had five gallon water jugs. He'd fill water jugs and bring them home or he'd get big bags of dog food. when we had a dog, Mm -hmm. you know, the big laundry soap, all the stuff that was kind of a hassle for me. He would do a lot of those things. Or if he didn't have time to do that, one of the other things he did, and and a lot of people will say nowadays, like, that's not self-care. I beg to differ. So once Mm -hmm. he got home and and the kids were in bed and he had his dinner um, and he was relaxing, I'd say, hey, I'm going to go to the store. Yeah. And I would go to the grocery store by myself and I'd always see my friends (laughs) alone. And I would always see my friends and I could shop and think in peace without five kids toting along behind me. (laughs) And that was huge. I was just like, oh, because I didn't want him to drive 30 miles to, you know, round trip 60 miles to get the car so Mm -hmm. I could go shopping with Mm -hmm. the kids. That was not my idea of fun. So he would make himself available for those kind of things. And there are all kinds of ways our partners can be involved. It might not be teaching a single thing. Right. But, you know, don't discount that involvement because anything that they can do like that supports you. You know, gives you a mental health break or gives you just some space and time to think. I used to think, oh my gosh, I just want a moment to think my own thought. (laughs) So it was great when I could do that. So we talked about how our partners were involved and we're all fortunate that we have had partners, you know, in our home, helping us to raise the kids and all. But what do we say to people who are single parents who are like, oh, yeah, this show's great. Uh, I don't have a partner. I think that's a great point. Because if you are a single parent homeschooling, you all you still need a team, you still need a partner. And there's many ways you can find that because one of the things I was going to mention is that in my own partnerships in homeschooling, or, you know, my kids grandparents have been a huge team involved in my homeschooling. And my kids have been a team as far as like the older siblings helping with younger siblings, things like that. So I would suggest if you are single and you're wanting to homeschool to start off by reaching out to other 
homeschool uh, families and to your extended family and making sure that you're going to have a basis for that uh, teamwork before you even get started. Yeah, that's very good advice. I know when we started homeschooling, we told all of our parents that we were going to be homeschooling Mm -hmm. and they all had various reactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom was very supportive. My dad said it would be okay for elementary school. And my in-laws were just really perplexed about how that would work. And my mother-in-law even said, well, you have books. So (laughs) one of the things we did to get everybody in our team is that we showed them the things that we were using. Mm -hmm. And we even had a little open house type thing every year after school was in session for a little while to help everybody see what we were doing. And I did look at my kids as partners, not in, you know, education, but I remember being so tired at the end of a day and thinking, I don't know why my husband doesn't come home and help with the chores. Of course, he'd already worked all day. He was working. Yeah. He was working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd already done that. But you know how, you know, at the end of the day, you're so burned out mm-hmm. from that long day. And then I, I was like, these small people can do a lot more than I'm asking of them. And I yeah. said, Hey, you know, guys, we're, we're a team. We all have to participate. And I started mm-hmm. training my kids and, you know, it helped me at that time. But it also helped them in the future because as they became teenagers and adults, they had the skills to manage their lives. They could cook themselves food and keep their house clean and budget their money and, Mm -hmm. you know, do their laundry. And so, you know, it's you find partners in a lot of places. And probably when you start homeschooling, you knew somebody, right, that that was a homeschooler and Mm -hmm. they probably would be glad to be your partner as you're getting up and running. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends is single and homeschooling. And as her children have gotten older, they have become even more and more responsible for, because they really, they work as a team. They mm-hmm. are aware, the kids are aware, you know, that they've got to pull together. And so as a family, they have like a side, some little side lawn care businesses or pet care or just different things that they're doing. They all work together. She also has the support of her family. But the homeschool community, like they're involved in different homeschool groups, like co-ops or drama or I can't think of any art classes. And in those places, you find other friends whose children are doing similar things who are more than happy to help you out, pick your kid Mm -hmm. up or bring them, or you just take turns with carpooling. And, you know, everybody wants everybody to be successful. So we all chip in and help each other. And It's been amazing to watch her family grow and and figure out how to navigate this homeschooling journey as a single parent, because she started out, you know, as a couple, but that changed. And so um, she's not the only one I know either. Like there people lose their partner for many different reasons. And in every case I've seen, like the family pulls together and the community pulls together and you find ways to make it work. I would say if you're a single parent and you're planning to homeschool, It's more important than ever to know why you want to do this. Right. And be able to articulate that to people because, and we've talked about that on on previous podcasts, but, you know, when I was um, maybe trying to explain why I wanted to homeschool to my husband's parents, I had him to back me up. Mm -hmm. But when you're presenting something to your parents and they might not necessarily be super in favor of it, they're skeptical or they're concerned that the kids might um, not get the academic um, information they need. It's really important for you to have your why really solid to keep you going while you're proving the fruit 
of what you're about to embark right. on. That's right. Yeah. And make sure your children know, too, because sadly, some people will try to talk the children into wanting to do something else. But if the children know that this is what you do as a family, they're on board with it, too. And so they're invested to make it work. So you need to know why, but you want to talk about it with your kids, too. So, you know, the thing is, homeschooling is definitely a team sport. And you need to build your team and work together with your team for successful homeschooling. Here at the end of our podcast, we'd like to answer a big question. Melody, what's our big question today? Today's big question generated a lot of off-air conversation between us. Anonymous says, my children are in first and second grade, and my husband thinks they need to be homeschooling eight hours a day. I provide progress reports to him to show him how they're doing, but he works overtime every week, so he doesn't really have any idea what we do every day. He won't learn how homeschooling really works, and we end up fighting. What can we do? How do y'all feel about that, ladies? Uh, Yeah. So my first take is that if you're in a partnership where you respect each other, your husband would already feel like you knew what you were doing. Like that's how it is in my family. My husband trusts me. I've done all the hard work of picking a curriculum and agonizing over, you know, what it should be. And you're putting the work. Yes. Yeah, but but I do know, and I have met a a lot of women who, especially when the kids are just starting to homeschool and the moms are the home educator and the dad's working, the dads have a lot of pressure on them where they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like I got to make sure my kids get a good education and they can go to college and they can get Mm -hmm. a good job. And maybe they didn't educate themselves on homeschooling because they're busy working. You know, you need a lot of communication. I think it's a problem that can be resolved. Because more school isn't going to equate better learning. No. And and realistically, kids in public school are not schooling for eight hours a day. No one is doing eight hours of school a day. Oh, no. Um, and I, I understand this parent's frustration that the husband isn't isn't educating himself enough to be aware of those things. And that's really difficult. They're not clearly not working as a partnership as things are right now. Right. Um, yeah. Right, the communication needs to be improved. Right. Yeah, and if your spouse shouldn't dictate to the other, like no. you're the you're the child and you're going to get you better do this this way because yeah, I said yeah. so. That's that's really not a good. That's not going to make not a teamwork. good school experience <laughs> no. for anybody, you know. But obviously, it probably comes from a place of concern, right? Yeah. And it probably yeah. comes from a place of concern, and it looks like they're still new to homeschooling if their children are first and Younger. second grade. Mm-hmm. So. It's just that whole, I think that learning about child development in general, what, how long yes. do children, how long can they pay attention, How what kinds of things are appropriate to learn at those ages, and what does it look like? And then also realizing, like we've talked about before, everything you do at that age, you're learning. Yeah. It might not mm-hmm. be academics, but you're learning, and that's part of homeschooling. So, sure. You might also ask the spouse that thinks you should do school for so much time, hey, would you like to you know, take a vacation day and try yes. it? I was going to say that that's actually really good for everyone to do once in a while, because Mm -hmm. letting the other parent have a actual glimpse into how your day goes and them doing it themselves so that they can learn the difficulties of it is really good. When my husband was doing law school, he only went to school a couple days a week and we had several kids already. And so he stayed home with the kids full time, you know, on the days he wasn't at school. And it was a huge, valuable thing for all of us because he learned what it is to be a stay at home parent and what my day looked like when he wasn't there. And I think that's really valuable for homeschooling families too. I think the dad is just concerned and he wants to make sure they're not messing up the kids for life. But uh, at first and second grade, 
you can't really mess them up <laughs> for college or anything. You know, you got a long way to go. No. And I think that, you know, they just need to work on their communication. Absolutely. Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders. The registration deadline for the March 11th SAT is February 10th. That's today, if you're listening to this episode, the day it goes live. If you need to change or cancel your registration, or if you have to register late, that deadline is February 28th. If you want to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Next time, we'll be speaking with an expert about using a Montessori approach in your homeschooling. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. I'm Jennifer. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Zerbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a Transcript Maker production. My co-hosts are Melody Gillum and Jennifer Jones. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, tell people about us. Uh, I am having poor connection issues. So if you ask me a question and then I don't answer, it'll just mean I did not hear you. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing getting your partner involved in your homeschooling. But before we get into that, Melody, what's been going on in your neck of the woods? Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Melody, are you here? Oh, that's crazy. I did not hear anything at all. Weird. Oh, did you want, what, do you want yeah, me to answer yes. the question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Duh>! Okay. Yes, <laughs> so we asked what was going on in my neck of the woods. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs>